The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss YouTube monetization and growth. Joining us is Aditutu Laditan, who is the Senior Product Marketing Manager for Sub-Saharan Africa at YouTube, which is headquartered in San Bruno, California. But Tutu is joining us from Nigeria as part of the online video sharing social platform that has worldwide access. We all know and love YouTube, so I don't think I need to describe that, but Tutu is joining us to tell us a little bit about how it works. And today, Adi Tutu and I are going to discuss the roadmap to monetizing your YouTube content. All right, here's my conversation with Adi Tutu Laditan, the Senior Product Marketing Manager for Sub-Saharan Africa at YouTube. Tutu, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. So excited to be here, Benjamin. Very excited to have you here. Grateful to have somebody from YouTube, obviously a prominent marketing platform, a content platform that everyone listening to this podcast knows and loves. Tell us a little bit about your role at YouTube. Okay. So I've been at Google for nine years now, and I've been in the marketing for YouTube in the last four years, focused on Sub-Saharan Africa. So I work, I, I'm based in Nigeria, like you mentioned, but I focus on Africa. And my role is Everything that is around growing users and usage of the platform, but also building the YouTube brand in, in the region. So everything across initiatives that are user-facing, partnerships, supporting our creator ecosystem, working with a mirage of partners from telcos to the community, to artists, the core of marketing in its essence, but focused on Africa as a whole. So the purpose of YouTube, I feel like, has changed a lot for marketers over the last few years, where it started off as a user-generated content platform, where marketers were thinking about finding influencers, maybe even publishing their own content, mostly demos, tutorials, how-tos. But the platform has expanded so much, and now it provides great monetization opportunities for you as well. Generally, how do you think about the use of the YouTube platform for marketers? Where are they getting the most benefit? We are in what we call the creative economy, right? Where a lot more people are seeing opportunities to tell compelling stories, showcase talent and make money off their talent. And now you have a lot more things to play around with as a marketeer. You have a lot more creative approaches and, and partnerships to explore. 
So when I think of the opportunities on YouTube for marketers is the first thing is you're able to build a niche, right? And find opportunities to get good quality content. So to create good quality content, tell stories with your brand, not just put an ad on the platform where you could create a whole channel and as a brand have consistent approach of telling stories on all the opportunities associated with your brand. Do that consistently Find an audience that is not just based in a country in which you exist, but an audience that could be in any part of the world and monetize the content. So there is that opportunity for marketers to do that, but more importantly, collaborate with creators to tell their own stories who are also leveraging the platform for making money. So let's talk a little bit about that specifically. Today is all about the content creators, honestly, for the me's of the world. So let's call this a little self-serving. People that are constantly creating content, there is not just a audience growth opportunity to tap into the millions of people that are using the YouTube platform. You can make real money. What are the ways to turn your time producing videos, content, even podcasts now into dollars? So I think first thing first, before imbuing the right foundation is important before you can monetize on the platform. And it's important for creators to understand what's their niche? What are you passionate about? And can you create content around consistently? Because a lot of creators start off the journey, super excited about focusing on one topic area. And then over time, they realize that the growth isn't as fast as it should be. And they're losing audience, so they're not connecting with people. So it's important for creators to identify a niche. What can I do? that I'm really passionate about, that gets me excited, that can tell stories around and stick to it. Second thing is to create high quality content. Focus on storytelling, engaging visuals, providing value to people. I should really care about what you have to say. Whether you're cooking a dish or you're just giving me a vlog, it has to be something that provides value to me. What makes you succeed in the monetization principle is consistency. You have to think of your YouTube channel as a channel. I can't come in once a month and expect your channel to grow. You can't create once a month. It always has to have a place where there's a regular upload schedule. You have to stick to it. You have to build anticipation and then leverage the power behind the machine that's optimizing for the SEO. Find relevant keywords in your title, your descriptions. So that's all important before monetization can come through. Now, talking about monetization, you need to reach an eligibility to be able to monetize on YouTube. And that what qualifies you for what YouTube calls its YouTube Partner Program. As it is right now, a lot of creators know to be eligible for monetization, you have to have at least a thousand subscribers and 4,000 watch hours over the last 12 months. And that helps you unlock the monetization features. And there are quite a number of them from things like ads, discapable ads, display ads, overload. Affiliate marketing, all the features we've launched recently, super thanks, fan thanks, all of those things are very, very possible when it comes to monetization. But the first thing is to really succeed on the platform, you have to be consistent, have a great strategy when it comes to telling your stories, and then turn on monetization by meeting the criteria to be qualified for the YouTube Partner Program. All right. So let me recap some of what you said. First off, let's talk about the brand considerations. You need to find a niche. You need to be consistently creating content that captures your audience's interest. And that hopefully gets subscribers and watch time. Now there's a minimum threshold to be able to monetize. And I believe you said it was a thousand subscribers and 4,000 watch hours. So then you have the opportunity to start making money from your content. Talk to me about the rate of monetization. How much content do you need? How frequently should you publish? And how do you figure out what the opportunity is for you to monetize your content? 
I think there's a lot of opportunities when it comes to using your YouTube studio and your analytics data to see how your channel is performing over time. Creators that do really well maximize the science behind the platform. And the science behind the platform, you would get a lot of learnings by just checking what is my data telling me? Who are my audiences? Where do they sit across the world? What I'm also learning about the platform is while the platform gives fair opportunities for all of them, you would find situations where certain markets might have a higher cost revenue for you than in certain markets. So you also want to be looking at where, where are the opportunities when it comes to certain markets, who are the audiences that I'm appealing to and what kind of content is driving views for me as a creator. So that's one thing that's important. And the other thing is once you begin to monetize, I can't overemphasize the importance of staying consistent because once you're consistent, you get to a point where you see that you potentially could have two, three, four videos or five videos in a week. In some cases, I know creators that try to keep it at least once a week, but there are creators who do more than once a week and it increases their opportunities to make more money. So every eyeball that comes to your channel is a potential monetizable eyeball. And what you need to do is optimize for those eyeballs, the right keywords, the right tags, like I mentioned earlier on. This is some of the things that are super important in keeping people coming back to your content and making sure the algorithm works in your favor. And over time, you would find what works and know this is a threshold for my monetization. If I want to increase the opportunities, then I increase the features. And this is where, where you start looking at collaboration opportunities. So beyond the skippable ads, can I do a, a bit more affiliate marketing? And that basically means selling things and using promo codes where brands can engage with me and I'm able to promote their products and get a percentage for sales of everything that I send their way. The other aspect would be using some of the features that YouTube launched recently. There is super things, right? That's where fans can donate and buy merchandise from you. So there's quite a number of other features that are very, very possible. Another way for making money on the platform, like you said, is brand collaborations. Brand could sponsor certain episodes of your show and give them opportunity for product placements. So there's quite a huge and extensive opportunity pipeline for making money on the platform. But it all boils down to the creator's ability to be consistent and have a strategy for being great and delivering great content. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. 
Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. I recently started uploading our podcast, so the MarTech podcast as a test. YouTube released a feature where you can take an RSS feed, which is what podcasts are based on, and feed them into YouTube. So it's not really a, a visual medium. I think of YouTube being sight, sound, and motion, the equivalent of television, right? It's a video. And now you're able to upload audio content as well. And we've got, I think, 1,700 episodes of the MarTech podcast that have been published that we created over the last six years. And so I uploaded all of the content. And this is a big experiment. My network, the I Hear Everything podcast network, has a whole bunch of different podcasts. So I'm basically testing with the MarTech podcast to see what happens if we upload our content onto this platform. And one of my uh, observations early on is that... Even though we've got a ton of content, the YouTube algorithm isn't really what's driving the vast majority of our content consumption. It's the Google search algorithm. So people are finding our YouTube content because they're searching on Google and then going and watching our podcast or listening to our podcast. Talk to me about the way that you can drive the growth of your YouTube channel. There's Google search, there's YouTube search. Are there other ways that you can try to drive growth when you have existing content to expedite reaching the points of monetization, your 4,000 watch hours and 1,000 subscribers? Sure. And I like the fact that you think about it. YouTube in itself is a search engine. It's the second largest search engine in the world. And so the fact that people find your content from this putting a keyword in shows the power of the platform in itself and how YouTube and Google are sort of intertwined and embedded into each other, which is fantastic. As a creator, there are a few things. The first, a lot of growth comes from how do you make sure your footprint across other platforms is also quite established. Some of the creators we've seen the fastest growth have intentionally found opportunities to move their communities into YouTube as well. So you as a creator would have some footprints and social platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You want to also make sure that the guys who you're talking to, who you want to monetize, also know that they can watch the content on YouTube. And so one of the strategies a lot of creators tend to do is they would create content, but give you a very short clip of the content on your social media and go ask you to go watch the full version or watch the entirety of the content on YouTube. So it's a way to actually pull the communities and other platforms to their YouTube channel, which I think is a great growth strategy in itself. The other aspect is, to your point, have a great website or have other places where your content is embedded in. So if you are someone who creates food content, for example, and you are featured in food blogs or you're featured in food articles, how do you make sure that you're also embedding or providing links to your YouTube channel in those kind of contents? Right. So footprint across social is important. Blogs, websites, super, super important as well, because they also are key for driving traffic to your platform. Within YouTube in itself, without doing a lot of marketing as a creator, 
optimize, I mentioned keywords, right? You want to make sure your thumbnail is fantastic so that people know if I am interested in watching motivational videos and I make sure that I watch motivational videos every day, if I am a creator or if you're a creator who creates motivational videos, how do you make sure that I also can see your videos? And so the way the algorithm works is find similar audiences. If Tutu is interested in this kind of content, she might be interested in this other type of content from a different creator. So there's a few more things that the creators have to do in understanding how the platform works and how the algorithm surfaces videos, tags, keywords, having your thumbnail really done right. It's not a clickbait, but it sort of captures the essence of what the video is about. Understanding that the platform in itself is a search engine. So what are people searching for? Should I be creating content around what people are searching for so that my content stands a higher chance of surfacing? Those are some of the ways that would help you move your numbers faster. People really also need to know you have a channel. Because I see with a lot of creators right now, we tend to shy away from telling people we have a channel. If we don't know that you have a channel, they won't follow you. So how do you also make noise within your community, friends, family, encourage people to subscribe to your channel? Because the subscription also helps with notifying them when you have new content on the platform. Tutu, last question I have for you today. When you think about monetization, specifically of marketing content, can you think of companies that have done a good job not only promoting their content, building a niche, but also mastering the monetization piece as well? YouTube in itself is a business platform for many media companies that do it from a marketing standpoint. I probably don't know anyone in the international space, but I can talk about a few local companies that did really, really well. So without mentioning names, but they're banks locally here who, as part of their marketing strategy, have invested in YouTube-specific content. And what they tend to do is think about what do people want? So there's a particular bank here that owns a channel called Accelerate TV. Um, the bank is actually called Access Bank in Nigeria, and they own this platform called Accelerate TV. And what they tend to do is just create lifestyle web series, episodic kind of content. So they, they have something around comedy. They have a few lifestyle shows. And the channel is monetized. So part of the monetization covers the cost of production and keeps the production team creating and actually even paying some of the creators they collaborate with in creating content. So there is a business model behind it. But what the bank is able to do is it's slotting opportunities to upsell its products and services, its banking solutions to a lot of users. But then it monetizes the content in a way that affords it the opportunities to keep creating on the platform. And so I think that's a great business model, especially if you're able to sort of remove ads from competing brands, right? But you then see an opportunity to scale the, and maximize the full power of YouTube, being consistent in creating content, monetizing what you're creating, have different angles from telling stories. So that's one brand that I know really, really does it well. I also feel a lot more international brands do it. I've seen quite a number of things that Coca-Cola has done with even Coke Studio. So there's Coke Studio in, in SSA, which is a music format where Coca-Cola collabs with music artists and they go into the studio session format. But what they're able to do with their channel is have consistent approach of engaging with the music industry and they like can live stream the content and to some extent monetize the content they put on the platform. At the end of the day, when you think about publishing and monetizing your content consistency, finding a niche, and then making sure that you're optimizing your content for the format of the channel that you're in, are the secrets to success. 
Now, with YouTube specifically, it's an incredibly large platform and there's always plenty of opportunity, but your content sometimes can get lost. If you're not finding a way to differentiate, then it makes it harder to get to those thresholds for monetization. If you're looking at finding a thousand subscribers, 4,000 hours of watch time to the point where you can make money from your YouTube content and without a specific niche, that can be a very challenging threshold to meet. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Adi Tutu Laditan, the Senior Product Marketing Manager for Sub-Saharan Africa at YouTube. Join us again tomorrow when Tutu and I continue our conversation talking about collaborating with creators for YouTube growth. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Tutu, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter where her handle is the Happy Leo, T-H-E-H-A-P-P-Y-L-E-O. Or you can visit her personal website, which is aditutuladitan.com. That's A-D-E-T-U-T-U-L-A-D-I-T-A-N.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us, uh, you can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter or you can apply to be the next guest speaker on the MarTech Podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is MarTechPod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle on LinkedIn is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.